Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. We get a lot of voicemails throughout the overnight. A lot of you guys listening on podcast, or maybe you heard something on the show and you waited till you got off work. So I'm going to play some voicemails that you guys left last night. Uh, up first, this is voicemail number one. Hey, guys. I've been listening for over a decade, and I love the show. I had to point out how Amy is the best. She isn't just relatable, but she makes me laugh out loud. I also like birds and enjoy those segments. When she said, City of Featherly Love, I laughed so hard. And anytime she says something that comes out completely not how she meant it, I can't help but think it's hysterical. I love that she represents Mike Jones and Tupac. That's my homegirl, Amy. There you go. That's her homegirl, (laughs) Amy. Nice job. Uh, Here is another voicemail from last night. Bobby Bones. Morning, studio. I just recorded Breaking Bobby Bones for May 31st. But I also wanted to tell y'all that you always talk about songs that get stuck in your head. Well, every time I open my email at work, that song comes on. Bobby's mail. Just letting you know. I love you guys. Have a good day. She's talking about the mailbag song. Oh, wow, already. Well, it comes up in a few minutes. Here it is. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. <laughs> and so when this song was debuted, people hated it. They were like, what is that garbage? Now it stays in my head, too. I and mean, it's, it's a hit. That's a hit. That's better than some of the stuff on the charts right now. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, here is another voicemail from last night. Morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. Love your show. I have to disagree with y'all on Amy's story. It's called Amy's Pile, so if she wants to talk about birds, let her talk about birds. Amy's Pile. Remember that, okay? Love y'all. Bye-bye. Well, we do let her talk about birds in the bird minute, but if we all just brought in... If I did, okay, here's Bobby's Razorback football segment, no one would care. People would turn it off. Occasionally, I mention it. But Amy has her own segment for birds now that we, we we put in there. Well, you know what I hear? Two out of three of those voicemails so far have mentioned birds. I picked the voicemails to play. The hundred <laughs> that said they hated them, I didn't put on. <laughs> what? There's hate for birds? And uh, here's one more voicemail. Good morning, studio. We have a morning corny for you. What do you call a chicken looking at lettuce? Chicken Caesar salad. Thank you. Have a good day. Get it? Chicken Caesar salad? Yes. Chicken Caesar salad? Ah, okay. Good one. Anyway. Those are the voicemails we got last night. You guys can call us anytime. Leave a voicemail. We will listen to it. Hopefully, we'll play a lot of them on the air. Everybody good? Amy good? Yeah, doing good. Eddie good? Good, man. Lunchbox good? Good, good, good. It's time to open up that mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I've been friends with the most amazing woman now for some time. For the last several months, we've become very close, and I have developed really strong feelings for her. We've talked about a relationship together and have been building a foundation to do so. It's been around six months now. I have asked her about taking the next step. She always avoids the question or says she doesn't like titles. I'm not sure how to take it. We're super good friends. I don't want to ruin that aspect of our current relationship, but at the same time, my feelings for her are so strong. I don't know what to do. I don't want to overstep on the relationship thing, but she is all I can literally think about. When we are not together, we're constantly talking or texting all day long. I can't stop thinking about her. What do I do? Signed, a confused soul. I'm going to tell you right now, she is not into you. 
Why? Oh, yeah? Yep, I hate to tell you. But she's talking with him all day long. She likes being his friend. Oh. If you've... I don't know what this means. We have talked about a relationship together and have been building a foundation to do so. Yeah. But she doesn't like titles? She is not into you. Mm. She likes you a lot. She might even love you as a friend. She does not want to date you or be with you. Yeah. Because... Having a friendship is building a foundation, and there's going to come a point where you got to go, hey, I want to be in a relationship with you. Like, are we going to do this or not? And that's a jump, and you don't really go back from that jump. Yeah. But you have to make that jump. So if you really want to be with her, the friendship is not going to be the same after that because you have to kind of draw the line in the sand. You go, I can't sit here and wait in purgatory. Like, purgatory is actually hell right now because you act like it, but you don't do it. She does not want to be in a relationship with you. I say maybe he backs off a little bit and then see how she responds. She might miss him, and then she'll be like, okay, yeah, maybe I want to be with you. She's but- just going to be like, oh, where'd you go? I want to text. We should not stop talking about being in a If she wanted to be in a relationship with you, she would start moving in that direction. Yeah, and I hope that just for your sake, even if like you can get, uh, enjoy something else, not think about her all day long. Mm, it's tough. He you said, sound a little psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> he said, literally, that is all I think. No, about I get all it. I get long. it. He's in love. I know. I know. He's in love, I'm giving but- him a hard time. I'm just saying this. You've talked about a relationship together. She knows. She knows you want to do it. Yeah, she doesn't like titles. That's just her pawning you off. And I don't. I don't know what we should call each other. If she wanted to be with you, she would be with you. And also, if you're best friends and she's like, you know, let's just uh, do, but she starts dating somebody else, it's going to crush you. Mm, true. I would say go strong, make the move. Hey, are we going to do this or not? Because I need to know. And if she says not, okay, at least you know. You're not sitting around twiddling your thumbs. I hate to be the bearer of maybe news that's bad. Probably news that's bad. But there's a shot, but you got to work now. You got to react now. You got to make your move now. And or, if you make your move, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't end up with Trent, who works down at the bike shop. He's right. got a little, little too many abs. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Trent. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, Trent at the bike shop with the abs? Yes. Yeah, he's Good intimidating. Legs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You just. <laughs> well, he rides far. bikes. Yeah. Too far. Too far. I'm going to wrap on that. That I, it, right now, Outlook doesn't look good. All sickness isn't death. Right now, you're just sick. You're not dead, but you got to make a move now. <laughs> what? No, it just sounds I'm so just, important. Yeah. Now. Now. Let's now. Go. Now. She's going to end up. Again, you don't want Trent, Mr. Steal Your Girl? Because <laughs> he will. All right, a confused soul. I don't know your name. Good luck to you. I've been in your place before. I don't know what else I can say to help you, but I hope it works out. And if it doesn't, move on. And quicker you get hurt, quicker you move on. Let you get to move in a direction. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. That's 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 the sad mailbag. Kind of sad today. That's the sad mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. I mean, I remember being like 16 years old, just being like, oh, "This is the girl. She says she's my friend." Being like, "All right, I'm gonna wait because well, we can definitely build this into something." And they never. That was teenage Bobby rejected one time after the next. And you know who would get the girl? Trent. Trent. <laughs> At the bicycle shop <laughs> yeah. with the did. abs. Morgan, if anyone wants to email the mailbag, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Ben Rector. Ben, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, good to see you. Um, you as well. For you, you just drove up and played here. You made the comment, wow, it's weird to just be home and then be in a radio. Because mostly you're traveling. Are you traveling all the time? Yes. I mean, in, in, a, in a previous pre-pandemic life I was traveling all the time and now I feel like it's just starting again but yes usually in life I'm traveling a lot I think we met on an airplane 
like a Southwest flight to California in line for the bathroom. Yes. And you were so, you were so kind. And man, I was, I was in a bit of a spot. I was, I was in between that day. I was flying kind of all over and I think I was doing a radio thing and I felt bad. I was like, I hope I was nice to you because you were, you are awesome. And you were like, Hey man, I'm Bobby. It's so good to meet you. And I was like, what's up, man. But then I said, I was like a shell of a person. I think I said to pee real bad. I tried to be nice to jump the line. (laughs) I was like, Hey man, can you, uh, no, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. We have a bunch of friends too that are, that are similar. Steve Mokler is, is a friend of ours. He actually danced to your song at his wedding. Is that right? Yeah, he did. I I was in the wedding and then he asked me to play a song at the wedding. And I was like, I'd love to, I'd be honored. See now here, this is what's happened with me is I'm getting married later this summer Mm -hmm. and I have friends that play music, but I'm so close to them then I don't want to ask them to play, but if they don't play, I'm going to be mad. So it's this weird place. <laughs> I feel like you, you, a real friend, you could totally ask him. Like, I feel, I don't, I haven't played at weddings, you know, for a long time, but if there's someone who I'm really close to, there's a girl who helps watch our daughter and she was like, Hey, like, could you play my wedding? I'm like, absolutely. And I it wasn't a big deal. That. No, dude. I mean, real friends, that's like, it's like a, an honor to get to do that. You know what I mean? I think. I, I hope. I'm, I'm not speaking for all of your friends. No, you but. said it, so I'm going to say. <laughs> ben Rector, Rector said, said that, you, that exactly. you will play, and if you don't, you're not a real friend. Because <laughs> yep. even some of my dear friends, I don't even like to bring on the show because sure. what we have outside of this yeah, totally. isn't this. Uh, Ronnie Dunn is going to sing a song from Brooks and Dunn. He's going to do Neon Moon, which is oh, cool, right? Yes. This is Incredible. a reception only, not at the ceremony. Uh, Gary LaVox from Rascal Flats is going to sing a song. You, I mean, you're kind of like, th- these are the best singers that that there are, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I'm still working on a couple. Like, if I go to Jake Owen and I'm like, hey, dude, dude. hundred <laughs> percent. Of course, it. but it's, it's just you hate to... You, I would want him to offer him, him sure. go like, hey, what do you want me to sing? You have a band, let me, I'll sing. So I'm just waiting for that's, that to that's happen. That's exactly what he would say. He'd be like, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, dude, what do you want me to say? I'll do, I'll do seven songs, dude. <laughs> 100%. You know, we played a lot of, when you did the Shania cover of Still the One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played it on our countdown on our show yes, a lot. Why yeah. would you cover that song at a show? What about that? Um, so I grew up in Oklahoma, and so I feel like that era of country music was just I don't know, like I grew up listening to it. And then it's funny because I feel like there's some songs that you know and then you go back to and you're like, oh, that wasn't as good as I thought it was. That's one that I went back to that I was just like, this is one of the best songs ever. And I th- like if I do a cover song at a show, which I don't do a ton, I like to try to pick something that's like a little bit fun and kitschy where it's like, I wouldn't expect you to sing that. Like, And it was funny too. I didn't know how people would respond because like, some of the audience is younger than I am. And I was like, are people going to know this song? We kicked into it every night. It was just like hands in the air. It was so awesome. And in random places too, or, you know, we'd get to like the Northeast and I was like, are people going to know, like, I don't know if that's early two thousands or nineties country song. And everyone was just like, not actual lighters, but like figuratively just like, yeah. So it was awesome. I would like to hear a little bit of Range Rover the song just came out. Yes. Was listening to it. This morning, driving in a little bit. I'm yeah. a fan, yeah. and so, I, but I haven't heard. I don't think I've ever seen you play live, except I watched your YouTube stream when you did that th- those shows live or that yes. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I felt like that was kind of live. That was pre-pandemic. Those 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 live adjacent. Was that like at a college in North Carolina? It's not in my notes, but was it a, was it a school somewhere? You want my real answer? I don't remember. Okay, hey, whatever. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm ben, sorry. Ben is here. <laughs> uh, play a little bit of Ranger before us. Okay, you? I know you have a I guitar here. Yep. Also, this is the first time I've ever played this song on guitar amongst all of us. So, Mostly you play it alone in the mirror? 
Mostly I played on piano. And oh, I was God, like, I, was like, I was like, I'm not going to fall piano. I didn't right. quite know where to go with that. I was like, mostly you. All right, here he is. Ben right, Rector playing some of Range Rover. You do the whole thing? Or do you Just have give to? me verse and chorus. Right, yeah. All my friends been asking where Amanda's been. They said she seemed like such a perfect 10. Asked me when I was going to take her home to Cleveland. She was just your type, dark hair with the green brown eyes. Real smart and she cleaned up nice. Asked me why, said if you really need a reason. Well, I'm looking for a girl that's fine. If I drive a Civic and she does not mind. Riding in it with the windows down. Cranking Steve, when would loud next to me. I'm looking for a girl who sees. Past blown speakers and a broke AC in a two-seater with a quarter a million miles on the motor, and she was looking for that Range Rover. Nah, 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 nah. She just wants that. She wants that Range Rover. Just wants that Range Rover. Nice. How hard was it to get Steve Winwood to do that song? <laughs> it was because he's in the, the actual recording of it. Yeah. So so basically, that was just kind of like a moonshot. And on on this record, I've done a little bit more of like I think this person is cool. I wonder if they'd want to be involved in this. But I I really did not think that he would do it. Uh, the guy that I'm working with on a lot of these songs we went back to it. It was like, we probably need to put something in the turnarounds. I was like, I think B3 would be perfect. Let's just get somebody to do that. And this is while kind of the world is shut down. He was like, what if we got Steve Winwood to do it? And I was like, I mean, yeah, that would be awesome, but I don't think that's going to happen. And then like, you know, fast forward like 10 days and it's like, we're, you know, editing Steve Winwood's B3 tracks. And I was like, oh my gosh. That's but, pretty cool. Yeah. And when we wrote the song, he's in there because I had, I'm such a Steve Winwood fan. I saw him at the Ryman, got like a tour t-shirt. I was wearing that shirt to the right. <laughs> and so I was like, Steve Winwood. And it was like, yeah, but I, I was so stoked that he did it, man. How do you feel about people going to shows? Like if they came to a Ben Rector show mm-hmm. and they were wearing a Ben Rector t-shirt, this is a debate on the show. I won't tell you who's on what side yet. Okay. If someone shows up in your shirt mm-hmm. at your show, how mm-hmm. do you feel? Okay. Uh, this is a two-part answer. One, I support it. It feels like people are like wearing a, you know, Preds jersey to a Preds game. They're like, I'm here for this. But something funny happened that hadn't happened before on the last like real tour we did. Somebody on Amazon basically knocked off our whole merch line and like basically all the tour tees we made, they like pretty much made them again. And I felt so bad because I'd be meeting people to meet and greets and they're like Check it out, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, that's totally fine. I'm not like up in arms about that, but it was funny because like uh, the tour manager and I started spotting them. It was like, man, whoever made these shirts is really crushing it because I think I think what people would do is like they get the tickets and then they're like, I want to get a shirt to wear to the thing, and it looks enough like the tour T-shirt or whatever T-shirt that they bought it, and there was a lot of them. But I I'm all in support of people wearing merch to shows. I'm like, that's really kind of you. That's great. I feel the same way. Yeah. Who Lunchbox says no? does not. Oh, I think you look like a tool. Really? <laughs> you look like an absolute tool if I show up to a Ben Rector show and I'm wearing a Ben Rector shirt. Absolute tool. What are you what, supposed to wear? Yeah. Just your clothes. Don't wear or wear your Nirvana <laughs> shirt. I don't care, but you wear something else. It looks so I do, gooberish. I, I, do, I do think a lot of people also will buy a shirt and put it on. There's a lot of like wearing a shirt over a thing that you already have where it's like you just bought that. 
I support it. I'm you know I'm I'm all for people buying merch. I support it. Normal too. clothes are good too though. Uh, so you worked. I I wasn't there when you were working with the contestants, but I work mm-hmm. on American Idol and you did yep. this season. And you worked with Wyatt, and then, yes. he, then he quit. Yep. Are you the reason? <laughs> I I was really hard on him, and I was like, <laughs> "What are you doing here, man?" <laughs> no, I no, I I I hope I wasn't. I don't think I was. You you definitely no, weren't. He was, but did he's, he, he he was such a talented guy. Is such a talented guy. They, honestly, they were both awesome. I didn't know what to expect, and they were both like I. I couldn't have picked two better people. Like I wanted to be friends in real life with both of them. And they're so talented. It was awesome. Ben Rector is here. You know, before you jump, would you play a little bit of brand new? Yeah, I would. I do you, you do, do you do you always do you care when people go, hey, play something a little older? No. Okay, just making sure. No, not at all. I feel like new sunglasses, like a brand new pair of jeans. I feel like taking chances. I feel a lot like 17. Yeah. I feel like windows roll down new city streets and cars. I feel like anything can happen laughing You take me right back Back when we were kids I never thought I'd feel like this yeah. Like when I close my eyes And don't even care if anyone sees me dancing Like I can fly And I don't even think Touching the ground Like a heartbeat skip Like an open page Like a one-way trip On an aeroplane It's the way that I feel When I'm with you, yeah Brand new Oh, yeah, yeah I feel brand new Come on, Ben Rector We appreciate you waking up early, singing songs in the morning. I know that is tough. I it mean, was not early. Not, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, man. You guys can follow Ben on Instagram, Ben underscore Rector. You couldn't get Ben straight Rector? A British photographer right out of the gates got it. And the, but his Twitter has been Rector. The British photographer didn't get that one. He too. didn't. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. just Instagram only guy. How about that? Suck yeah. on those eggs. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben, good to see you. You guys check out Range Rover with Steve Winwood. Um, and if he's, if he's coming to your town, you want to go to a Ben Rector show. That is for sure. Ben, wear a tour tee or don't. Wear normal clothes or a tour tee. <laughs> just don't get it off of Amazon. Get <laughs> it at need, the if, venue. If, if you want to get it off Amazon, you can. <laughs> All right. There he is. Ben yeah. Rector. Ben, good <laughs> to see you. Oh, another clapping. All right. <laughs> Bobby Bonchon, the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Luke Bryan added three more dates to his Las Vegas residency. All of his shows will be happening in February of next year. Tickets are on sale now for all the shows. Thomas Rhett talks about his new hobby, photography. A couple years back, my wife bought me a camera and, you know, I just kind of put it on auto settings and started taking pictures of my kids and just noticed that his pictures were so much cooler than mine. And so he kind of taught me a lot about photography, and now it's like I don't go anywhere without my camera. And, you know, because one day, 20 years down the road, I'm going to want to look back at these photos, and hopefully they were really great quality. Travis Denning stopped by the Bobby cast and talked about 2000s country being more influential on his music 
than 90s country. When I think about the country music I fell in love with, oh yeah, I mean, it was Kenny Chesney and a lot of that early Rascal Flat stuff. I remember seeing Toby Keith in concert when I was like 11 or 12 years old. And like, I, like he played American Soldier and I like just cried. Like I was like 11 years old, but it just I just connected to Toby. I thought he was hilarious. Uh, Tim McGraw, yeah, for sure. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. If you live in southern Maine, maybe you know this. We don't, though, so I think it's a good story to share. The Wienermobile. Can you picture it in your head? Yes, I've seen it in person. The, wow. Yeah. Excited about that, huh? Yeah. I yeah, think I we did all pictures. have too, right? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, I think did. so. It was just it. parked outside close to my house one time. Are there multiple wieners? Oh, there are a bunch of wieners. Oh, there are? Wiener mobiles. Really? Nice I thought one there was only the one no. wiener mobile driver. You get paid a salary and everything. If one made it down to McAllen, Texas, there's got to be more than one. <laughs> <laughs> well, in southern Maine, the wiener mobile is now doubling up as a delivery for Meals on Wheels. Oh, I love that. During the pandemic, they were like, we don't have anything to do, so let's help out. So, imagine you work for Meals on Wheels, or you're getting food from Meals on Wheels, and the Wienermobile yeah, drives up. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. The Hot Rod Hot Dog has been dropping off food to homebound seniors and adults with disabilities. It's a 27-foot Frankfurter. That would be a crazy thing to drive, because you know everybody's staring at you. Mm-hmm. If you get in a little accident, you can't really drive off. You know, if you bump someone in the parking lot. <laughs> no, can't do that. There are six Wienermobiles. Oh, well. Only six, though. Oh, yeah, it's not as many as I thought. Six Wienermobiles operate through the United States. The Wienermobile driver is called the Hot Dogger. Huh. What I would like to do is take the thing into a dealership and be like, hey, I'm trying to get trade in. <laughs> see, what they, see what you can get for it? Probably <laughs> well, a lot. Wouldn't that be funny? And the, yeah. and the guy just be like, ah, 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 let me go talk to my manager and be serious about it. Be like, listen. Um, They're long. Like, I'm trying to get something a little smaller. You know, I... <laughs> I'm having a hard time on the turns. I can't really park this thing. Anyway, shout out to the Wienermobile. That's a good story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On yesterday's show, we announced that Lunchbox is having another baby. It's his third baby. And Caitlin heard this, who lives in Florida. Not my fiance, but a different Caitlin. And she wanted to call and make a point here. Uh, Caitlin, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Now... In the past, Lunchbox has said something that you would like to reflect on. Go ahead. Back in 2012, I was working as a nanny full-time for a family with twin boys. And I know the mom, Laura, is listening, so hi, Laura. Um, But on my way to work, Lunchbox said that stay-at-home moms don't really work. They don't have a real job. So I've been a little mad at you since then, Lunchbox. 2012. She's been holding on to it for nine years. (laughs) So, as you're about to have your third kid, Lunchbox, would you like to retract that statement? No. Mm. <laughs> wow, 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 this guy's crazy. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got TV time, you Ooh. got pool time. I mean, oh, let's go play in the sprinkler. That's hard work, let me tell you. Well, I would like to see you do it for a full week. Take care of all of the kids for a full week once the new baby comes. Finally, yeah. congratulations. But. Well, well, what is your response? I'm, I'm, I take care of my kids every single day. They go to daycare. Oh, oh. Th- they do go to daycare. Yeah. What does your wife do when they're at daycare? No, no, one goes to daycare, one stays home. Oh, got it. Yeah. So, what what is what do you mean you take care of your kids every single day? Yeah, I mean, I go home, I pick them up from daycare, they're at my house, we eat dinner, I give them baths, they go to the bathroom, I change diapers. I mean, I take care of them every single day, so I don't know what she's saying. You don't think that your wife's job is as hard as your job? No, not, no chance. 
you come in here and you talk about <laughs> uh, things like um, bonehead story of the day. I didn't win the lottery. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't. Yeah, it. that's your. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I that's a stressful <laughs> job to be funny all the time and be on and entertain people. That's hard. Do you I, ever tell her that you have it a lot harder than she does? Yes. And what what is that conversation like? I'm just like, I mean, you're just chilling at home. Like you're you're watching Law and Order SVU, and I mean, I need to take a nap because I just got done working. And she's like, but we got to. And I'm like, I got up before you did. I mean, I wake up before her. So, I mean, I just have it a lot harder, and I have to, like, oh, I got to be placed on time. She has no schedule. But like, if the baby cries in the middle of the night, who who wakes up? Oh, uh, our babies don't cry in the middle of the night now. <laughs> but if the baby does. You have a new uh, one coming. Yeah, she does. Okay. She does. Yeah. And when you hear moms go, our job is just as hard as, you know, anybody else's, what do you think? I think they're lying. I mean, have you ever gone to the pool in the middle of the day? Woo, boy. I have not gone to the pool. Yeah, in the you should of the day. go go check out the neighborhood pool once in a while and see who's sitting there. The moms. Reading yeah. a book. Margarita <laughs> machine next to them. Margarita. Well, every, everyone's going to a margarita machine wow. next to them. Yep. Yeah. Kaylin, what do you think about this? Um, I will say I was a nanny for 10 years. I thought that that was enough um, experience that when I had my own kid, it would be a piece of cake. I just had a baby nine months ago. It is so hard being a mom. Like, there's one of her, but I have to be on 24-7. Yeah. Do there's you, no lunch breaks. There's there's nothing. Lunchbox, but, do you think your third kid will make her job harder than yours? No. I mean, because once you've done two, you can do three. <laughs> you mean, By that, you mean what she can Yeah, you already understand what you're going to do. you got to do this, got to do that. You've already trial and error with the first two. Psh, down pat with the third one. So her job's not getting any harder. No, it's probably getting easier because you'll have two kids to help you. <laughs> no. Well, Caitlin, this is not the direction I thought the segment was going to go, if I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. It happens. All right. Well, appreciate you listening. Thank you for calling. Of course. Thank right. you. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Uh, let's let's play a song here, and uh, we'll go look at all the hate mail on Facebook. <laughs> on the phone is Autumn Lynn. Hi, Autumn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing really good. I you know, saw Autumn on Instagram. She's like, hey, I'll watch Breaking Bobby Bones. And so the show's coming out on May 31st. We're five days out from its premiere. And you are basically a focus group for me. So let's start with what you saw. I gave you the password. You logged in. The first episode that you saw that's going to air is the Grand Canyon episode. How did that episode, how did it feel to you? I loved it. I thought it was really good. I was terrified for you because I also am scared of heights. But I thought you did awesome, pulled through, and got the job done. You know, with with Mike, you know, the guy that I'm with, you know, he had been through a lot. He, you know, had, had was in a gang, was in prison, had found rope access. Had I had never heard of rope access work before. Had you? No, I hadn't either. That was new to me. Did you at any point think I might die? I didn't think you were going to die, but I was definitely scared that something bad was going to happen to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. And you saw me physically shaking, right? Like, not fake, but just I, you, I couldn't stop because my leg was trembling so hard. I definitely saw saw your nerves, and I felt your nerves for you. There was a couple moments where when you were walking off the platform where I got nervous for you, I was holding my breath. Yeah, me too. I, I, he's like, all right, we're going to put you out on this rope 4,000 feet over the Grand Canyon, and if the rope breaks, you're dead. And I'm like, what, what, what? Why am I even doing this? But it's, you know, and it, it's such an uplifting story because of Mike. And then the second episode, because I see you live in Springdale, Arkansas, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. woo pig. Um, we went to Batesville, Arkansas. 
How would you compare that episode to the Grand Canyon one? Because it wasn't as dangerous for me, but there was a, a different kind of story to it. Yeah, I definitely think both stories. I love that's one of my favorite parts of the show for those two episodes were the background stories of the people that you were learning from. And although it wasn't maybe as suspenseful, I definitely think that it, it was it was good to watch you be, do that because I don't I don't know how to do big tractors and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, there's a machine they call Big Chopper with big blades, and it's like they're like tear the bus apart, and I'm breaking it. $1,000 equipment. The whole thing was just a mess, especially with me behind it. The- and then getting to know the family and getting to help them out, you know, for me, I think that's the most important part of, of this show. And hopefully when it was over, like, did it make you feel good at all? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you gift them with something, you know, um, that your show does that. I just think it's very meaningful and you could tell how much they appreciate what you're doing for them. Breaking Bobby Bones. We are five days out, May 31st, 10, nine central on Nat Geo and at Autumn Living Inspired. If you guys want to follow her, she listens on Kicks 104, and she volunteered to be a focus group. So how many big choppers out of five do you give those two episodes? Oh, five, for sure. Now, are you just saying that because you're on the phone with me? Be honest. No, absolutely. I think I think it, it's a great feel-good show. My husband watched it with me, and you know it was suspenseful, but then it was also very heartfelt, and it just felt good to watch everyday people be spotlighted. That's the goal. You said exactly what I want to say. Everyday heroes in America, the underdog, and people that got hit Mm -hmm. with adversity, bouncing back. All right. Thank you. New series, Breaking Bobby Bones, premieres with back-to-back episodes. Memorial Day, Monday, May 31st, 10, 9 central on Nat Geo. And Autumn, I'm going to send you a signed book for your time. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for talking with me. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon, hopefully. Bye. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So, Bobby, you've been on Bear Grylls Running Wild twice. So I want your thoughts on this because a survey was done and the average American thinks that they could survive two weeks in the wild despite lack of experience. Uh, I barely do a day and I have a camera crew around me. And, <laughs> I, I don't know what that means in the wild. I mean, you're going to need water. You have to. You need a backpack with bottles of water because if you got to go track your own water, you're going to get tired. I don't know how unless you have experience hunting, which I do, but not without a gun. Are you going to whittle an arrow and chunk it at a deer? Yeah, I know. But what I learned from you and Caitlin's recent episode is that I always need to carry a Brillo pad and batteries with me. If you are being told you're going to be stuck in the wild, I think you have a better shot because you can prepare it a little bit. Just being stuck in the wild, I don't think anyone lasts over four or five days. You will dehydrate. How long did that say? Uh, two weeks in the wild. No chance. <laughs> no training. No chance. Well, there is my, no chance. In the morning, I know that bir- <laughs> birds. Okay, here we go with the birds again. <laughs> no, no, hey, Ray, hit, not, the, hit the bird this minute, is a please. Survival. No, <laughs> go ahead. This is Amy's bird minute, this, and then we'll get it out of the way. Here we go. And now it's time for Amy's bird minute. This is more a survival thing that my husband told me a long time ago, but birds fly to water in the morning and they fly, I guess, away from it later. The so the problem is you gotta chase the bird. Yeah. Right. Sometimes they fly over your head and you're like, <laughs> I don't know where that's going. Listen, I <laughs> then don't you're know. gonna be dehydrated, chasing it, the bird. I don't, it's supposed to be one tiny directional thing. I'm sure there's other things that go into play when you figure out if you're headed towards water, but that's that's it. You can wrap it up. That was not even a minute. That's Amy's Bird 38 Seconds. (laughs) That's right. And that was Amy's Bird Minute. (laughs) 
No, ain't nobody lasting two weeks, by the way, unless you know you have to go out there for two weeks. That's my point. Unless you got a tent, a cooler, you got your Yeti packed. All right, what else you got? Okay, so for me, it's never too soon to start talking about how Christmas movies are going to be coming in the fall. I mean, they'll be here before you know it, and I love that Netflix is putting them out. But also, Lindsay Lohan is back. She is going to be in a Netflix Christmas movie, and I cannot wait for it. Not that I have like two. Have we many... been waiting for her to come back? <laughs> hey, exactly like she's back. We've been sitting here just crossing our fingers. <laughs> no, but she's for had me... like nine tries to come back. I know, but for me, it's like hope that, you know, she's been through a lot, and I would like to see her make a little bit of a comeback, and hopefully she's doing well, and we'll be able to see maybe in this Netflix Christmas movie what's up. Didn't she just have a reality show lunchbox where she partied in Greece? Well, she opened a club in Greece, and these people were like the hostess, the, and it was terrible. And now the club's gone, it's not even there anymore more oh. shows done. Well, Amy's dying for her reemergence <laughs> pop culture. I am. It makes me happy for her because I know she struggled. So Jana Kramer, she opened up about how hard it was to finally pull the plug on her marriage to Mike. During her latest Wind Down podcast, she just discussed that serving him the papers was really hard and she was worried she was going to back out of her decision and she had terrible anxiety, but I think she's just, it's probably a, a an episode you could listen to just encourage maybe you're not going through a divorce per se but you do have a tough decision that you have to make and you you do tend to back out because maybe you don't want to hurt someone else but just thought I'd throw that out there as something maybe you could listen to that was a tumultuous relationship oh yeah yeah is it, it it was never not filled with drama well and I feel like Mike would often join her on her podcast and oh, they oh, would un- they yeah. would unpack everything and I like Jana I know Jana and yeah. I know Mike and boy, and it's weird too because they put out a book about making your marriage last. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Forgot about that. I did forget about that. Yeah, too. and it's a good book. It's a bestseller. Mm-hmm. They, I, I guess they didn't finish the last chapter. <laughs> like sometimes you just gotta go. Is it gotta give? Ah, it's I tough. mean, I'm sure in the midst of that, yeah, they were super hopeful, but then yeah. She, All right. She, well, let's end with it. Wah, wah. That's Aww. a downer. <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this family came to America from Puerto Rico in 2008, and the dad was a welder. He learned English, found his passion as a pastor, which led him to want to be a social worker. But that would require him going to college to get a degree. Well, he decided to join his daughter at college. Oh. So they both just graduated together. That's cool. Super cool. Mm-hmm. And they're like a father-daughter. They really enjoyed college time together. It wasn't something that was annoying for her. She thought it was special. And now they're going to both get their master's together. Hers is going to be an education and his is going to be in social work. Yeah, fantastic story. I know. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening? Thank you guys for hanging out. Don't forget, tomorrow night, the iHeartRadio Music Awards on Fox, 8, 7 Central. You want to see Dan and Shay? They'll be back. There's actually a line here that says, Dan and Shay reunites with their full band for the first time. Ooh. <laughs> but you, you feel like they've been lost on some island or something. Right, right, right. I think they actually hang out and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's for, like, the big show. Uh, Dua Lipa will be there. It's a whole thing. But go go check it out tomorrow, 8, 7 Central on Fox, the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Over to Amy now with the joke. The Morning Corny. Where does Superman like to go bowling? Where does Superman like to go bowling? Lois Lane's. <laughs> that was the Morning Corny. 
A-Rod has launched a makeup for men. Interesting. It's all you. It's got your name all over it. You, well, like, yeah. you like wearing makeup. What is I, it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like wearing makeup. If I choose, I don't want to wear makeup. But I have to wear it all the time for any show that I do. Like American Idol, they put it all over me. Sure. And you do look better. You do. I'm not going to act like you don't. You do look. And I'd like to have a little bit on for the wedding. Right. That's what I'm referring to. Because I've got to take a ton of pictures. And you guys can make fun of me, but you do look better. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Well, I mean, now that I, I follow A-Rod on Instagram, and it does look like he wears makeup, like, daily. I do not. Well, you see now, natural. Oh. So is it what? Powder, foundation, concealer? The former baseball pro, 45 years old, teamed up with him and hers, the beauty and wellness company, to develop the brand's first makeup for men. Quote, I wanted to create a product that solved an issue I faced every day. I realized I was jumping from meeting to meeting. I needed something quick and easy in my routine to conceal blemishes or razor bumps. Enter the Blur Stick, a convenient concealer specifically designed for men that can be used for skin imperfections. Priced at $17 and available in eight shades, it can be put on slick and discreet. Mm. He was wearing makeup to meetings from meeting to meeting? Yeah, why? Yeah. From well, meeting to meeting, he... <laughs> what if he's I got a sit? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, razor burn. Well, we got zits. You guys are haters, man. I, I yeah. honestly, I wouldn't wear makeup. It's so weird. I, I get it because he does a lot of TV stuff. I get that, but meetings, get out of here. Come on. What about when I spray tan? Do you guys judge that? Yes. A little bit. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, I feel like you would wear this makeup stick. Yeah, it just looks better on camera. So I mean, we're on camera every single day. I don't know why you guys wouldn't consider it. The lunchbox, I mean, a lot of the time, the light bounces right off your face. This makeup's going to help you look better, dude, on TV, Facebook, Let's say there's no cameras in the studio, just real life. Would you have this stick ready to go places? Well, I mean, I say no, but then I also have yeah, a little Botox. facial toner that I spray on my face. So that's probably the exact same thing. So, yes, true. He, I would do it. You did get Botox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he would do it. And you have facial toner with you. And you tan. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys are going to say they're not, but they probably will consider it. I, I, I will say I will. <laughs> And I'm proud of it. And crazy. at the wedding, I want to wear a little bit of makeup. We'll get one of these, what's it called, sticks? I don't. I get a makeup artist. A oh, I want to. <laughs> How do we feel about me wearing makeup at the wedding? As of today, here we are just a couple months out. I don't like it. No, still a no. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I don't do it, man. Come on. No. Don't do that. Embarrassing. No. <laughs> Please do it, because I want to tap Bay and be like, I can't believe you wore makeup. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, you don't need it. At your, you don't need it. You don't. Okay. Whatever you say. Then I won't wear any. Okay. He's, uh, he winked. It's weird. Eddie, the nicest guy on the show, is also the guy who gets on the road. And if somebody cuts him off, man, he'll drive up beside him and scream at him. Kids in the car. I, I mean, I'm going to say, though, I'm not the instigator. I'm, it doesn't matter. Usually when someone starts fighting with me, then I'm like, oh, you're going to fight with me. Then that's when I start getting like a little upset. But it doesn't matter. On the road. I understand. You don't need to pull up next to anybody. I understand. Story number one. Say it, Amy. Story number one. Story number one. Franklin police are seeking help from the public in identifying a driver they say pointed a gun at another driver in a possible road rage incident. It happened earlier this month in the parking lot of an IHOP along Murfreesboro Road. Police say the suspect reportedly pointed a handgun at another driver following a road rage incident. It doesn't say who's at fault. It doesn't matter. But somebody could just have a gun in their car. At any given moment. Mm -hmm. And you accidentally swerve over in their lane. All of a sudden, they pull out a gun. That happened here in town where they, they killed a girl. That's really? So yeah, the scary. nurse. The, oh. What? And she did nothing. 
This guys, was a road rage thing, yes. too? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, the guy said he she cut her off, and he fired, like, six bullets. Oh, my goodness. That's it? That's so That's why you can't wild. be pulling up next to people. I see why you're doing this bit. And you do it with your kids it. in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want one time. I did that one time. This, this isn't just for Eddie. It's for anybody listening right now a that de- has anger. Story number two. Do your thing. Oh, story number two. <laughs> a desperate manhunt is underway in connection with a road rage shooting that left a kid shot in California. Oh, no. You keep your kids in the car. I do. I drive with them in the car, yeah. You it happened done. on Friday on the Costa Mesa Freeway in the city of Orange. Investigators say shots rang out from a white vehicle while the kid was riding in the back seat of his mom's Chevrolet Cruze. Oh, oh that's heartbreaking. I hate that. Here's another one, number three. Story number three. Shocking new video shows the moment a gunman in a Maserati opens fire on a car in northwest Washington, D.C. after getting cut off. And maybe accidentally. Because I know there are times where I do dumb things on the road accidentally, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The gunman can be seen in the video getting out of his Maserati with a gun in his right hand, walking up to the driver's side of his target's car and firing. That Oof. is nuts. After the victim pulls away in their sedan, the gunman points the firearm at the traffic behind him. It's unclear if he fired it into the traffic. A woman was hit by gunfire. It is unclear if she was the driver. She was treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Okay. It may not be your fault. But you can't go driving up next to folks being like, what do you want to do about it? Because they may actually do something about it, and you lose. Yeah. The, the situation I'm thinking of is like, he honked at me, and I slowed down and said, oh, you're honking. You obviously want to talk about it, so I lowered my window. Okay, that's not true. You didn't go like, let's have some c- good communication based on the incident that he just happened. He didn't seem like a guy that wanted to communicate, yeah. So what do we learn here? Don't Just, just ignore him and just keep driving. Yeah, just go like, you know what, maybe they're having a bad day. Yeah. That's hard though, but I, I get it. You know it. what's they, harder? Yes. Getting what? shot with a gun. Getting shot on the road. That's hard. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I cannot believe there's three of those stories this morning all together. Right. This, this all that's, this week. Yeah. Today oh. I pulled them all. Oh, that's too much. Like guys, I don't, chill. What's wrong? You chill. You no, chill. I'm cool. Them. Oh, no, you chill too. You chill too. Just relax. All right. Thank you. All, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bobby Bone Show. Let's play Dirk Bentley Living. I hope we all learned a little something here. No, no need to get crazy on the road, because you never know who's got a gun in their car. It's rare when every single person sends me a story, the same exact story to talk about. It's the store owner who found the million-dollar lottery ticket in the trash can. And so Lunchbox was the only one to go. I would never give it back, by the way. Oh, I was the only one. I, I'm the only honest one then. Well, I, like other people sent me the link, and they were like, hey, this is an interesting story. Have you seen this? Yours was, if I was this store owner, I would, I'd keep it. Yeah. I, so here's the story. A Massachusetts woman who accidentally tossed a $1 million lottery ticket eventually collected her winnings thanks to the kindness and honesty of the owners of the store where she bought it. Leah Rose Fiega bought a $30 Diamond Million scratch-off tickets in, in March at a Lucky Stop convenience store. She goes, I was in a hurry. I was on a lunch break. I scratched it. And I looked at it. It didn't look like a winner, so I handed it over to them to throw it away. The ticket laid behind the counter for 10 days, but it was the winner of $1 million. Yes, so here's the deal. She didn't accidentally throw it away. She looked at it. She decided she was not a winner, and she didn't want that ticket anymore, so she threw it away. If she was a winner and, oh, it accidentally fell out of my pocket and fell in the trash can, I get it. But she voluntarily said, you know what? I don't want this ticket anymore. You can have it. It's a loser. Sorry. Then you gave it away. That's my million dollars. I don't think legally you're wrong because she didn't sign it. 
She handed it over. Walked I'm away. Not, I, I'm not sure what a lawyer would say about this, but I think probably they get the ticket. Should we talk to Morgan and Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, there's always a good reason to bring on Morgan and Morgan. That's true. And so that ticket laid there forever. And the owner of the store said, one evening I was going through tickets from the trash and I saw she didn't scratch the number. So I scratched it. The unscratched number, a million dollars. Like, how did she even miss that? How did she miss it? Because she was in a hurry. She was on her lunch break. She just didn't scratch it all the way. She thought it was a loser. She, Listen, sorry, you got to learn from your mistakes. I mean, boom, that's my ticket, million dollars. I can't believe this woman. Oh. She was a regular customer, so they knew who it was. The family reached out, and they went to her work, and they were like, hey, uh, you got a million dollars. Like They went to her office, and so... <sighs> She cried. She hugged him. She's getting the million dollars. And she's going to give them some. That's not part of the right? story here. I know, I've not heard anything They're about... probably going to get a little bit from having a winning ticket. Is that how it works? That's how yeah. it works. The store that sells it. So they would have had a million dollars and they would have got some money from the state from their oh, store. As we call it, double, double dipping. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I'm her, i definitely pay them a little bit. That's because there's no way she, she wouldn't have it. She wouldn't have it if it wasn't for them. Everybody, let's be honest here. If this happens to you, let's take the gas station out of it. Let's say you find a million dollar ticket but you saw who it fell from, and they have no idea. They thought they lost. What would you do with the ticket? I give it to them. Look, karma's a B. I'd give it to them. No, guys, you. I it, would it, for sure give it to right? them. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because no, no, I it, would want that to be done for me. Exactly, guys. If Lunchbox you're is scratching himself right now, he's so beside himself. <laughs> it's like he's having a. Yes. A, a, if you see someone walking towards a trash can, they take the ticket and toss it at the trash can, and you walk behind them and pick it up and see it's a million dollars winners. You're gonna go up to them and be like, "Hey, guys, you dropped this." No, they threw it on the ground. They were done with the ticket. They did not want it. So sorry, you didn't want the million dollars. But, uh, they did want it. They just thought they lost. Yeah, they were confused. They were in a hurry. They weren't in a hurry to get, to things, get things done. done. Yeah. They, rush they rush and rush until life's no fun. fun. And all they really got to do is live, live and, and die. die, but they're in a hurry and don't, don't know, know why. why. Yeah. yeah. That's See? like a poem. How do you guys all know that? <laughs> I'm in a hurry to get oh. things done. Oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really gotta do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> I gotta drop so fast. I mean, uh, it is hard, but you give it back to the person. Mm-hmm. Especially if they didn't see. It's not that hard. It was never yours well, anyway. Well, no, it's, I guess the way he's describing it, if they dropped it, it's not hard. But Lunchbox is like, it is hard to be like, they threw it away and then you're sitting there holding a million dollars. You'd feel better about yourself if you gave of it back. Of course. You definitely give it back and then hopefully they reward you. I'd have a million reasons to feel great about myself. <laughs> Dollar bills? Yeah. Well, you'd get about $550,000. Okay. I'd have 550,000 yeah. reasons <laughs> to like fair. myself. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Brandon Stafford is a member of the National Guard, and he found out his older sister, Melissa, had a malignant brain tumor. She had to have surgery and was losing her hair. She said, you know what? I'm just going to shave my head. And so Brandon was like, you know what? I'll shave my head with you. And he shows up the next day at Fort Hood, and all his buddies are like, dude, what's up with the shaved head? And they tell them, 15 people lined up and shaved their head and they got their in shape solidarity. Too. Man, that's awesome. That's it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over and catch up with the news. Bobby's Big Stories. An unnamed Ohio woman had to call her family while in tears after what she says was an encounter with what? 
blank. What? what was an, an alien. An alien. Mm. Good. A bear. A bear. Okay. A bird. Oh, like bring it over to Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Bigfoot. Okay. Oh. She had an encounter with Bigfoot. For real, though? While in the parking lot of a Bob Evans, she told him. <laughs> Why? Not in the woods. <laughs> hey. She, she told her stepfather about a creature standing over seven feet tall <laughs> that came out of the woods behind the 24-hour gym that she frequented. The woman said the beast was too large and too fast to be human. A report to the Bigfoot Research Organization was made by her stepfather. It's been found credible by a Bigfoot investigator. Oh, boy. Though nothing other than deer tracks were found at the scene. Ooh. What do you think is more realistic here? That this woman actually saw Bigfoot, some creature that's not human, but it's like, or that there are aliens up in those spaceships that these people keep seeing. Oh, now, man. to be fair, those guys are military folks that are seeing these unidentified flying objects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one to you is more? Because cr- I'm sure they're seeing something. She probably again probably and, saw a deer, and she maybe saw something, or yeah. a moose. You want to know what's? Well, not in Ohio, but in like in Alaska, in Canada, where they have moose. Those things are basically seven feet tall. Oh, they're humongous. Yeah. Yeah. Which one is more real, Bigfoot or aliens? Go. Aliens. Bigfoot. Really? Yeah. Even with these Air Force guys going, I don't know what that is. There's no way that's human. Yes, even with those. I mean, there's crazy people in the Air Force, too. Okay. You heard it (laughs) here first, folks. Lunchbox said that. Uh, We've been warning you for a couple weeks. A massive swarm of cicadas is coming all through the kind of eastern part of the United States. But there are places now, including this... One place in Georgia who's going, hey, you guys have to stop calling 911 about the cicadas. Like, we're not we're not here to answer 911 calls to come and take care of cicadas. There are places I'm seeing where cicadas are all over everything. The playground equipment, the trees. They have they have not arised yet yeah, in my house. Not I have not yet. seen them. No. Raymundo, we're waiting. Yeah, I mean, they haven't in my place either, but they also did preventative spraying, so I may not even get them on the west side of town. I don't think spraying, though, would keep this... <laughs> well, I, we, we're trying it. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I haven't seen them, and it is like 90 degrees at times, so you'd think they're about to come pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one's seen cicadas yet, right? No, no zero. Okay. <laughs> they have been spotted in Tennessee, though. Just but not. Not, not at our house, and you Correct. said that it was going to sound like jets every day. Well, it'll wake you up. When it does, you'll know I was right. Okay, there he is. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Bobby's Big Stories. Last week, Lunchbox called a psychic. And the bid idea was for him to call, get a reading, and then call back and get a refund. Like, that was the initial segment that Mike D thought of. We thought, ha, ha, ha. But during the call, we were thrown off because the psychic told Lunchbox that he was going to die in 2023. Here's a clip of that. I do kind of know how much time you have left. Like on the phone call? No, like, um, you know, how much time you have left. Oh, like how much time do I have left? I would say uh, don't make any plans for 2023 and spend lots of time with your wife and kids. And don't play the lottery. So that pretty much was her saying you're (sighs) not going to be around long. So, Lunchbox, you decided to call for a second opinion. Yes, because I'm like, okay, this lady's just kooky. Like, she has no idea what she's talking about. She's telling me I'm going to die in two years. Like, I don't want to hear that. So I'm going to call a different psychic and I'm just going to talk to them and see what they say. And maybe this other lady wasn't reading the tree leaves right or whatever she does to the tea look leaves. into my mind. <laughs> the, tree yeah, the tree leaves. <laughs> whatever. But she told me I was going to die, so I've been freaked out, so I called a different psychic. Okay, so we have two parts here. They're both about a minute. Here's the first part. 
This is Lady Ariel. I want to say thank you uh, for stepping into this. And um, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, you know, feeling good. Great day to be alive, you know what I mean? Got a smile on my face and I'm looking good. Question for you. Uh, do you want me to call you by your first name that starts with the letter D or are we going to go with this whole charade of calling you Lunchbox? Oh, uh, no, we can stick with Lunchbox. That's what my friends call me. You know, that's what the people, on, you know, that, that's what the crew calls me. So we'll go with Lunchbox. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm picking up something. This is pretty funny, uh, what I'm saying here. Can you grab your hands? together for me okay i'm rubbing them <laughs> okay just as i thought uh sticky fingers um your roommate uh jesus from the dorms you know that you took the cash from from his dresser well he wants you to let you know that he doesn't hold it against you from the past and he forgives you like what no no hold on like the guy that was like my roommate in the dorms you talked to him how do you know him i told you i feel things through vibration and uh, you rubbing your hands together, I felt that. And what I'm feeling is that he knew and he didn't say anything. In fact, uh, come to find out, um, he actually saw you doing it. College was a while ago, so shake it off. I need you to stay calm, okay? Especially what I'm about to tell you next. Okay. Okay, so is that true? I don't know that story. Did you steal money from a roommate? I mean, 17 bucks sitting on the counter. I How did she seven- know that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, like that's when she said, Jesus, she said his name. Like, when you say his name, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And so I thought, okay, she called Jesus. I don't even know where Jesus is, but how would she have talked to Jesus? We didn't even know this. No, and that's why I'm just like, okay, this is not cool. And I said, how did you know that? And she told me the vibration. Okay. I don't you know, whatever. We have one more Ugh. clip. It's about a minute. This is Lunchbox talking to a second psychic. Go ahead. You know, a lot of people say this, and I think sometimes people miss it, but, you know, what's more precious than money is time. So I, I wouldn't so much focus on the tangible money aspect and focus more on the value of time. I'm seeing time, a clock. A lot of clocks are ticking around, so pay attention to that. Like, I'm getting a new watch? <laughs> Not so much. Look, I don't want to, I mean, how about this? Let's just say, focus on the now. That's why we're saying time. Time is now. I want you to live in the moment and enjoy life. Don't stress too much about winning the lottery. I know you want the Lambo. Don't don't worry about that. Um, you have your wife and your kids, and focus on what you have now while you can. Okay, and uh, that's all I have. Steve, only pay for a quick reading. Okay. No, no, no. But like, what about my on. future? Like, what happens? Like, uh, let's say two, three years down the road. Like, where am I gonna be? I appreciate you being open, and I hope you've enjoyed your experience today. No, no, no. That's I, all I, I got with Lady Ariel. What about two years from now? Talk to Steve and give me a call back. We can do this again. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, so, so what did you take from that? I took that two psychics tell me I'm going to die. I called her to get a second opinion because I wanted her to tell me something different. I want her to tell me, oh, yeah, four years, five years down the road, you're going to be doing great. And she did none of that. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you feel, like, really, all radio bit aside, what do you feel is happening here? Oh, man, I I don't know. I'm stressed out, I'll tell you that. Like, I'm like, how can, can they really tell things? Like, how did two psychics tell me about the same thing, like, clocks, like, I mean, she didn't say I was specifically going to die, but she said the t- clock is ticking. Spend time with your family. Where the other lady just straight up said, don't plan anything past 2023. Huh. Do you believe that you're going to die? 
in the next couple of years? I do now. now I, do. <laughs> no, I, I, I now do. Okay. No. Tick, tick. It's over. Bye-bye. Well, here's what I'll say. Is it about three weeks or so ago, Scuba and Mike had an idea to get some fake psychics and tell Lunchbox he was going <laughs> to die. Oh, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay. Okay, that's good. What? <laughs> Wait. You guys got fake psychics to tell me I was going to die. So both those women are not real psychics. I don't know who they were, but all I know is this, I just said, told them it was, this is their idea. They said, hey, what if we get a psychic? <laughs> Oh. Okay, now some things are making sense because I was like, oh. I'm really having a hard time give, getting into this I was because to I get feel sad. like these people are like not real. But then Lunchbox was believing them, so I didn't know. I was like, is Lunchbox in on this? I had no oh. idea, but now it makes sense. So, Scuba Steve and Mike D were pranking Lunchbox. Yes, and Scuba, how did you find these people? Oh, I hate so you I, guys. I have some uh, hippie <laughs> friends back in LA, and I just reached out to them, and they were able to play the part. Wow. Okay. And I talked to his wife to get more information for the second one. You called Lunchbox's wife? Yeah. So I went and called her. I got her (laughs) phone up from my wife and got some information from her to kind of get a little more insider to kind of really pick out of it. (laughs) Dang. You told your wife you stole from your college roommate? (laughs) I mean, we probably talked about roommates, you know, like in the past, like who we lived with and stupid things that have happened. I was like, I I mean, oh my gosh. Well, thought, man, what would you like to say to these two? Man, you guys are punks, and I mean, that was good. Well done. That's well, good. Done. well done. Well yeah. done, boys. All right. Nice job, you two. All right, we'll, oh. be, we'll be back in a second. He's going to live. He's alive. Yeah. Oh. What's a movie that was so good, but you look back and go, I don't want to watch that again? Like, it was so good, and for whatever reason, you're just like, but I don't have it in me to get into it again. For me, it was her. Did you guys ever watch her? Oh, oh no, no. Tried. That's a Not my sad thing. one. Where he fell in love with oh. like the operating system. I felt awkward. awkward the whole time. Yes. <laughs> it's awkward, but it's a sad person. Like, I related to that guy. I know. Because I could never find the person for me. Mm-hmm. And so what it was, it's kind of like an AI. And it developed its personality based on what you like. And he was like, oh, I kind of like having someone to always talk to. But it was AI, and he falls in love with it. Joaquin Phoenix. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Weird who, movie. Who saw, who saw her? I saw her. I remember now. Did you guys like it? Nah. It was a good movie. You liked it. Really good movie. I thought it was fantastic, too. <laughs> I, so good. I can't get back into it. I can't watch it again. But that, for me, is it, because I felt sad, and also I know what happens, and I don't need to relive that. I think that was also a different time for me. Why didn't you like it? I just could, I felt awkward. I didn't. It's not something I was enjoying at all. I was like, "Well, this is weird." And then it's probably our future. Is there a movie that you watched that you're like, "Wow, it was really good," but I'm not going to watch it again? Dear Zachary. Oh, oh dear Zachary. Oh, oh gosh, that's so good. Don't watch that. But it's so good though. Don't watch it. You should watch it. You should watch it. <laughs> but it, do not watch <laughs> yeah. it. You oh. will feel off. It's a it's a documentary. Mm-hmm. Dear Zachary, I cried for like 30 minutes afterwards. Right. Have any of us ever watched it twice? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no chance. Oh. Right, but you do kind of tell other people to watch it. You say don't watch it, but watch it. It's on Netflix. Oh, I think it's on one of those streaming services. It's called Dear Zachary. It is. Yeah, oh. and you will watch it, and you will feel after it's over. You're just like, I don't like life. Mm-mm. But it's so good. It's so though. good. Yeah. But don't watch it. Eddie? Um, easy. One of my favorite movies is Curious Case of Benjamin Button. But it's so good, but it's four hours long, but I'll never watch that again. That's the actual, that's just the Benjamin Button one with Brad Pitt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know it was called The Curious Case. I mean, it's a fantastic movie, but man, it's like, it takes forever. It does take forever. And I started that movie and I was a lot older. 
And then, <laughs> okay. when I finished and then got it, younger. So younger. <laughs> it was that long. Uh, Lunchbox? Manchester by the Sea. Oh my gosh. I think Sad. I watched that. It is you did. So, it is so good. But man, it is so sad that I don't ever want to see it again because it just makes you feel, ugh. Who's in I, it? Casey, Casey Affleck. Affleck. I never seen it. Oh. I think I watched it. I don't remember being that moved by it. Oh, man. Maybe I, I was just at a weird time. Like, I sometimes you can't focus really when you're mm-hmm. watching a movie. Yeah. And I think I watched it on my computer. Raymundo ever watched a movie and you're like, that's so good, but I want to see it again. I had to think back on this one and I went with Bambi. <laughs> I mean, it's sad. Good movie. I love Bambi and Thumper. <laughs> That's good. But you start to hate. As a kid, when the deer gets shot, no, you're no, like, no. what? The, he's running, and then he realizes mom's not there. Yeah, you go into tears. Yeah, fast. as a kid. Yeah. But the same thing. Like, you're talking about sad movies for kids. Uh, what was it? Old Yeller? I don't think I saw that one. You had, you never saw Old Yeller? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Okay. No, 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 no clue. First of all, who has seen Old Yeller? Yeah. I you have, have right? Yes. Who well, hasn't? Me. I. What's today is Wednesday? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. 26th. Homework. Yeah. Today's Wednesday the 26th. I'm going to give you two weeks. Oh, boy. Amy, you've never seen it either? Don't no. say anything, Lunchbox. To what? watch O Yeller. Two weeks. What year was this? I don't know, like 60s, 70s. Oh, boy. <laughs> is it in color? Yeah. All right, movie okay. night, boys. You ever see I mean, where the red fern grows? Oh, no. 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 Yes. No, I mean, yes. yes. Oh, I love Can it. I tell so you, good. my mom, <laughs> we, now you're lying. <laughs> yeah. We were taking oh, yeah. a road trip when we were kids to Chicago to see my grandparents, and my mom was like, oh, we'll read a book as a family on the way there. And we read Where the Red Ferns Grow, and we the ending, when we pulled into Grandma and Grandpa's driveway, oh, we were all bawling. Mm-hmm. Terrible family book. <laughs> Which one? Who has seen both? You have you seen yes. both movies? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I've seen the movie where the red. Fr- oh man, that's don't. I'm gonna give you guys the highest rated one because Old Yeller, I believe, is on Disney Plus. Is it a cartoon? No. No. no it's, it's a real a, movie. Yeah, no. and it, it has an audience score of 80 and a tomato meter of 100 percent in wow. Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And that's okay. on Disney Plus. You can pick which one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> or you can watch Where the Red Fern Grows from oh. ni- 1974. Which may be a little more new, which has about an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Oh, 80 versus a hundred. Well, no, it was eighty and eighty. I would go with Old Yeller if I were you guys. Okay, it's on Disney Plus. You guys have Disney Plus? Yes. yes. Okay, so you have two weeks to watch Old Yeller. Don't watch it with the kids. It's a kids movie. Should I, I watch it with the whole family? No. Yes. Oh no. Have you seen? <laughs> okay. Oh, Eddie, <laughs> but it's a kids movie. <laughs> you know, it's on Disney Plus. I understand that. But, okay, watch it with your family. Go ahead. Have you seen Steel Magnolias yet? Yeah. Ah. When? Are you lying? <laughs> such a liar. You're lying. You're hey, you get you come through with old Yeller. We'll talk about Steel Magnolias. Okay. okay. Uh, Maybe we put that in the game. And we draw no, it. All right. You okay. have two weeks. Good. You, Everybody good. Yeah, I'm not gonna be there. All right. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Kingston, New Hampshire. A family was excited. They're expecting a baby, so let's do a gender reveal. So they got all their friends and family together, and they did 80 pounds of explosive. Oh, man. Boom! Explosive, fire, none of that turns out well. Boom, now what? It rocked towns <laughs> miles away in Massachusetts and other towns in, Mass- in New Hampshire. It was that big of an explosion. Police arrived. And they cited him with disorderly conduct. How do they even get... 80 pounds of explosive? Like, if... Don't you have, like, a permit to buy that stuff? Shouldn't the FBI go, that might be a terrorist? (laughs) Right. 
Weren't they red flagged and they're like, no, no, it's a baby. It's a baby reveal. <laughs> yeah, sounds crazy. Anybody get hurt? No one got hurt, but just a little bit of damage and some scared people Thank thinking God. the world was blowing up. Was it well, a boy yeah. or a girl? Uh, no word on if it was a boy or a girl. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's go over and talk to Ashley in Louisiana. Good morning. Hi, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. I cannot believe I am talking to y'all. <laughs> well, what would you like to say? <laughs> you, can, you can. My son is the one who encouraged me to call, and he's saying good morning. Can you say good morning, Bobby? Hi. Good morning. He loves the emoji song, so he wanted you to play that. Um, but I was calling to share um, a fun experience that I'm going to get to have this fall with my students. I teach high school. And every year over the summer, we have a book that's called The Big Read that the whole school reads, like all the students and all of the teachers. And this year, we wanted to do something different. And all of the teachers individually got to pick a book. And they sent the list out to the students without the teacher's name so that they weren't biased on, you know, who's teacher's group they wanted to be in and I picked fail until you don't because I read bare bones and I was like I just know that fail until you don't is going to be a great book for high school boys to read and so I had 25 students that signed up for it and so we're all going to read it this summer and then basically have like a book club in the fall and talk about it dang they have a book, that's awesome. book club on my book How about you have that? a book club yeah so I'm basically Oprah <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Ashley, that's awesome. Well, thank you for picking the book. I appreciate that. No problem. And for le- writing that. Le- let me know how it goes. Like, after it's all over and you guys have your... If they all come back and we're like, this this book sucked. Let, I'm, I can handle that. Let me know, okay? <laughs> no, I don't think they will think that at all, but I absolutely will. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Hope you have an awesome day. Thanks. You too. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Morgan said she dropped her wallet down a grate. Was it, was it great on the road? <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. one of those big drains. My whole wallet just goes straight down in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. And so you're like, well, now what do I do? I debated calling 911, but I didn't. Well, first of all, don't <laughs> call 911. Oh, you know, not. like the, the non-emergency line. <laughs> yeah. Because how the heck am I going to get dra- like the drain top off? So what did you do? I used my, um, you know how like in Jeeps it comes with a tire, a uh, uh, the tire tools if you mm-hmm. get a flat tire. So I put together all of those little long holes that you use to change your tire. <laughs> and I used the bottom of the hook to hook in one of the little pockets in my wallet and like grabbed it up like I was using a fish hook to really? get it out. And nothing fell out of your wallet? No credit cards or anything? No, thank goodness. Really solid wallet that I have. I learned that has great durability. Wow. Nice. <laughs> that You couldn't pull the grate? Oh, no. It it's, was, have you ever tried to heavy. pull one of those? Yeah. It is like I have not tried to pull. Oh, it no, no need for me to. <laughs> <laughs> They're really know. heavy. Yeah. yeah, you have to get like legit firefighters to pull that off. So I was like, that's not gonna happen. So <laughs> thankfully, there was enough holes that I could just kind of pull it out. Dang, how lucky are you? What if you couldn't? What would you have done? Oh, I would have had to call the non-emergency line because I mean, it's a full-on wallet. Like ID, credit cards, everything was in it. My whole life was in that thing. What do you think of when you think of like the sewers? Do you think of the clown from It or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, the Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. That's it, our age. It clown? Oh, God. What would you think of? Neither. Oh, what would you think of about sewers? I mean, no, I just, I just think they smell. Like they remind me of, honestly, they remind me of Finding Nemo because they go down the sewer and that's see? how they get out. Everyone has some yeah. sort of pop culture reference about the sewers. Have a great day. We'll see you guys Thursday. Bye, friends. <laughs> 
Okay, if you waited till this long in the podcast, we're going to play the entire call where Lunchbox called the psychic. He thinks he's talking to a real psychic. Obviously, Scuba Steve had fed her information. But here is the entire seven-minute call where Lunchbox is being pranked. Enjoy. This is Lady Ariel. Oh, well, hello. Uh, thanks for taking the time to do this. I guess you call it a look into my life. I, I don't know what you call it. What do you people call this? I like to call it a step into the vibration, which I must ask, do you have any water around you? Uh, yeah, I got some water you right know, here. Perfect, perfect. Because, you know, uh, one thing about it with vibrations, I can definitely feel and detect you through water. Uh, you know, we are made 80% water. So that's just kind of a way that I like to connect with anyone on the call. Uh, so, again, I want to say thank you uh, for stepping into this. And um, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, you know, feeling good. Great day to be alive. You know what I mean? Got a smile on my face and I'm looking good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, let me question for you. Uh, do you want me to call you by your first name that starts with the letter D, or are we going to go with this whole charade of calling you Lunchbox? Oh, no, we can stick with Lunchbox. That's what my friends call me. You know, that's what the people on, you know, that, that's what the crew calls me. So we'll go with Lunchbox. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now take, a, take three deep breaths for me, please. Just relax. Make sure you opened up. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm I'm picking up something. This is pretty funny, uh, what I'm saying here. Can you grab your hands together for me? Rub my hands together or grab them? Rub them together for me. Okay, I'm rubbing them. <laughs> okay, just as I thought, uh, sticky fingers. Um, your roommate, uh, Jesus, from the dorms, you know, that you took the cash from from his dresser? Like? Well, he wants you to let you know that he doesn't hold it against you from the past. And he forgives you. Like, what? No, no, hold on. Like, the guy that was, like, my roommate in the dorms, you uh-huh. you talked to him? How do you know him? I told you I feel things through vibration. And uh, you rubbing your hands together, I felt that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, it was, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I took $17. It was sitting there. I was in college. I didn't even know he knew about that. That's weird. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he but, called yeah, you? He just doesn't, I told you there's a sense of a vibration. And what I felt and what I'm feeling is that he knew and he didn't say anything. In fact, uh, come to find out, um, he actually saw you doing it. God, that's weird. But it's good. It's good. College was a while ago, so shake it off. I need you to stay calm, okay? Especially what I'm about to tell you next. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm feeling something here. What is this? What is this? There, there's some type of uh, strong energy surrounding you and um, animals. I, I, I'm feeling a lot of animals. What is this? A few uh, fur babies. They're reaching out. And one in particular, cute little fella. <laughs> you know a Ralph? A Ralph? Yeah, Ralph. That was the my first dog. I mean, it was my mom's dog, but he was around when I was like four and three years old, five years old. Yeah, he was, you know, part of the family. Oh, okay. Uh, but he did, I mean, he, he, yeah. Yeah, that was my mom's dog. That's crazy. He's here? I feel like, well, I, I think there's a, it seems like there was a little sadness that happened, and he's telling me that um, when he ran away when you were a kid, uh, that he had a few couple good years with the family that he found down the street. And he did live a good life before passing on. Stop! You serious? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> That's crazy! I always thought, I thought, man, 
how do you, Rob, that's crazy. I thought he got hit by a car or something. My parents were just lying to us. And my mom, I guess she's going to be the one the most happy because that was like her dog. Ralph was her dog. That. Mm -hmm. (gasps) That was weird. (laughs) You know, I try to do my best and I want to make sure that you come in and that you know what's happening in your life and that you feel comfortable. And um, I, I want, I'm just curious, is there anything or any questions that you have for me? Yeah, yeah. If you can tell me, when am I going to win the lottery? Because I want to buy a Lambo. I want to move to an island. I want to buy a boat. I want to buy the holster rights. I want to be rich. When am I going to hit the lottery? <laughs> ah, money, money, financial money. Here's what I want to say to you, um, You know, a lot of people say this, and I think sometimes people miss it, but, you know, what's more precious than money is time. So I I wouldn't so much focus on the tangible money aspect and focus more on the value of time. I'm seeing time, a clock. A lot of clocks are ticking around, so pay attention to that. Like, what do you mean they're ticking? Yeah, time is ticking. It's always ticking. This clock never stops. What do you mean? Like, Like, I'm getting a new watch? Uh, not so much. Look, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want you to think that you're going to, uh, how can I put this? Um, how about this? Let's just say, focus on the now. That's why we're saying time. Time is now. I want you to live in the moment and enjoy life. Don't stress too much about winning the lottery. I know you want the Lambo. Don't, don't worry about that. Um, you have your wife and your kids and I'm seeing some fish around now, um, I'm not sure if, if there's a baby or is your wife pregnant, but uh, focus on what you have now while you can, okay? Yeah, but but what about the future? Like, what is in my future? Like, what's going on down the road? Like, you're saying, oh, concentrate on my wife. Like, my wife's about to leave me? I wouldn't say so much that your wife is leaving. and um, Just now, but here, look, you're running out of time. And uh, that's all I have. Steve, only pay for a quick reading, okay? No, no, no. But, like, what about my future? Like, what happens, like, Um, let's say two, three years down the road? Like, where am I going to be? I appreciate you being open, and I hope you've enjoyed your experience today. No, no, no. That's all I I got with Lady Ariel. What about two years from now? Talk to Steve and give me a call back. We can do this again. Come on. This is the Bobby Bone Show. 